This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 213, Eight Ways to Prosper from Annuities. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Guys, I'm so excited. We are holding the inaugural Not Your Average Financial Summit. It's a one-day virtual conference for you and for anyone curious about or engaged in the Not Your Average Financial Strategies that we talk about on our show, like the Bank on Yourself concept or income maximization strategies, retirement strategies, debt strategies like the Lake Growth Debt Snow Bank Method. If you want to learn how to get wealthy while paying your taxes, become better than debt-free, firing your real estate banker, then this is your one-day event. Be sure to join our free membership site for this event. It's happening on October 9th, 2021. It's a Saturday. It's a full-day event, and it's going to be jam-packed with speakers and people that I know you won't want to miss. So you can go to notyouraverage.mn.co. That's notyouraverage.mn.co. And make sure that you RSVP your spot and reserve your seat for this very special inaugural Not Your Average Financial Summit. Can't wait to see you there. Have you ever opened up your fridge and immediately been hit with a strange, sour smell that can only be described as last month's forgotten about unfinished chow mein mixed in there with some funky chicken? I mean, nobody likes that assault hitting your nose, that olfactory assault hitting you just as you were trying to get that afternoon snack. You know, you find yourself on the kitchen floor 30 minutes later, pulling out all the food, produce, the half-eaten yogurt, grandma's old liver cake out of the fridge. You're pulling it all out, putting it on the kitchen floor, wondering where that smell is coming from. Now, I'd say the same could be true of our financial portfolio. Do you have any funky smells coming from your net worth statement? (laughs) Any mold growing in there? If you listen to the oh-so-average financial infotainers out there, uh, annuities are the stinky asset kicking off that musty smell that you're going to be, they're going to be quick to tell you to get rid of those old nasty annuities. In fact, these oh-so-average financial infotainers will tell you that annuities stink. Well, are they right? Do annuities stink? I'm going to go out and say yes. Yes, they do. But Annuities stink, but not in the way that you think. I'm here to say today, guys, that annuities do stink, but it's because they work so hard. As I've mentioned in in the last couple of episodes and what we're going to get into more today, there are some serious blood, sweat, and tears in creating a permanent guaranteed income that you can never outlive. That is no easy task. Annuities are put to work so you can stop work. Let me say that again. Annuities are put to hard work so you can stop your hard work and enjoy retirement. So while your stocks and your cryptocurrency and real estate and everything else in your portfolio might have the elegant perfume of assets under management fees and the crisp color from your well-fed investment advisor, you can count on your slightly stinky annuity to get the job done for you. 
In fact, retirement researchers like David Blanchett and Dr. Wade Fowl, and even investment guru Alan Roth, who's a bank-on-yourself hater, Alan Roth now says that annuities are, and I quote, a better alternative to bonds with a steady payment calibrated to pending needs, and again, I quote, having additional guaranteed income allows one to spend a bit more safely from the rest of their portfolio, end quote. So in today's episode, we're going to look at three questions that you need to ask yourself before you jump into an annuity, and then eight ways annuities can prosper your overall financial life. And if you stay to the end, there'll be a bonus strategy that I've never revealed anywhere else, not even to many clients that I'm going to share with you today. So I know you're going to want to stay to the very end. Let's jump right on into it. Here are the three questions you want to ask yourself before you purchase one of these hardworking, maybe stinky annuities. Uh, The three questions are, one, how will you fund it? Two, how do you want it to grow? And three, when do you want the money? So number one, how do you want to fund your annuity? One option is to make a single payment. Funding your annuity with a one-time lump sum is, quite honestly, the most straightforward way to opening an annuity. You move some money from another account, maybe an old IRA or 401k, and you do a direct transfer. It's a typically a tax-deferred, no-taxes-due event. You just simply open up a new account, and the opening contract value becomes the value of your annuity. In other words, the old IRA balance is now your new annuity balance. Some annuities even pay you a bonus on the day you open them up. I just helped somebody earlier today. They they had about $340,000 from a brokerage account that they dumped into their annuity. And on day one, their income value on their annuity was $414,000. They got a massive bonus just for opening up the annuity. That's tremendous. Again, I don't know many stocks or mutual funds that are willing to pay that sort of bonus. Now, some annuities allow you to make periodic additional payments. So after you open your annuity, you may add to it from time to time. Now, this is not something you're required to do, but these annuities are called flexible premium annuities. And full disclosure, I've got a single premium annuity where we just dump in one lump sum. And I've got two other ones that you can add additional lump sums and regular or irregular amounts, small or large, when you ever have when you ever have extra cash just laying around, you could dump that into the annuity. You're buying up your future income as you add more to these annuities. So that's the first question. How do you want to fund it? Second question is when do you want the money? The first answer to that question is right now, (laughs) right? That's a great answer. With a single premium immediate annuity, we call that a SPIA, single premium immediate annuity. You give a one payment, you open up your annuity with one lump sum, and the annuity company begins paying you income right away. Literally like 30 days later, your first paycheck is in the mailbox. So if you need your income to start right away, this is the annuity you're going to want, a single premium immediate annuity. The other option, of course, is I could wait. You know, you can defer your income with a deferred annuity. You open up your annuity with, say, a lump sum or a flexible contribution amount, either one. But either way, your income will begin in the future, whenever you decide to turn it on. The money in your annuity will earn some interest as you wait. So the longer you wait, the bigger your income will be. Uh, If you can afford to wait a year or two or 20 before starting to take your income, you'll do better with a deferred annuity than with an immediate annuity. 
And that's because with deferred annuities, the money will begin to grow before you begin to withdraw it. So that's the second question. When do you want that money? The third question is, how do you want it to grow? So this is only, of course, relevant for deferred annuities. But while you're waiting for that annuity to kick on income, the question is, how do you want that money in that annuity to grow for you? Here's a couple of options. Fixed annuities are safe money annuities. Uh, insurance companies are going to guarantee the safety of that money. Both your principal and every penny of interest you earn is guaranteed. This guarantee is important because the money you need to live on during your retirement is, of course, money you cannot afford to lose. So I'm wholeheartedly recommending today fixed annuities for people who want a guaranteed retirement income that you cannot outlive. I'm never going to recommend a financial strategy that I don't use personally, and my family owns several of these fixed annuities. Variable annuities are a different type of annuity. They are not safe money annuities. With a variable annuity, you invest your money into what's called sub-accounts, which are sort of like mutual funds and stocks. Now, the performance of these sub-accounts determines the value of your annuity, whether it's going to go up or down. Remember, just like with the stock market, with variable annuities, you, the owner of the, of the account, assume all of the risk of market loss and growth. Both the growth and the principal could be lost with variable annuities. Only the death benefit of a variable annuity is guaranteed. So I cannot in good conscience recommend variable annuities for retirement planning. Remember, only the death benefit is guaranteed on a variable annuity. So as far as retirement planning, we're back into a guessing game with variable annuities. Uh, the risk of market loss is simply unacceptable to my clients and to me. So annuities we're going to focus on for the rest of this episode are going to be safe money fixed annuities. Now, there's a, several different types of fixed annuities. We've talked about how deferred annuities, they can earn interest every year. And there's kind of two ways you can earn interest on a fixed deferred annuity. You can choose a deferred annuity that grows on a schedule every single year. Sometimes they call this a declared rate annuity. Or you can choose a deferred annuity that grows by a rate that can change every year. Sometimes they call this a indexed annuity. Both a declared rate annuity and a fixed indexed annuity, both of those are safe money annuities. The only difference is how the insurance company calculates how much interest they're going to give you this year and every year. So here's how it works. With a Fixed declared rate annuity, the insurance company guarantees your account will grow each year by a specific percentage until the annuity reaches you know, the, the maturity date. Maybe that's five years from now or 20 years from now or lifetime. You're, you choose that maturity date when you open the annuity up. It could be a couple of years, five years, 10 years, even longer. A declared rate annuity grows the same way you know a CD would grow, a certificate of deposit might grow except the annuity will generate a higher rate of return than a CD will, uh, all other things being equal, of course. And an annuity offers some tax advantages and other advantages that a CD doesn't. I'll get into that a little bit later on. Fixed indexed annuities also allow your money to grow in the annuity based on the performance of a market index. Let's say, for example, the S&P 500, pretty common index that most people know about. It's watching that S&P 500, but you're not actually investing in stocks or index funds. So you don't have the risk that your money might actually lose value. You're simply watching that index from the safety of your annuity company. 
with a fixed indexed annuity, you have the potential for growth that's watching or tied to the index's positive performance. So you have the potential for no growth at all if the index performs poorly. Let's say S&P 500 goes up 20% this year. You might only get 12% or 15% in a good year. And that doesn't feel very good. But when the S&P 500 drops 20% next year, you are safe. You simply get no growth that year. You have zero negative years when you're in a fixed indexed annuity, uh, according to market losses. With a fixed indexed annuity, you get to choose from all these different indices if you want to. You can mix and match. You can choose certain allocations. You can jump from one index to another each and every year. In a fixed index annuity, if the index you've chosen goes up in a year, you'll get a portion of that index's growth. The insurance company adds that to your growth of your annuity contract. And then, and this is very important, guys, once they give you that increase, let's say it was 50 grand of, of additional wealth due to the index's growth, that's going to get locked into your account value for the rest of your life. You cannot lose that money later on due to poor market performance. In years when the index comes down, your annuity might not grow, but you'll never have a loss due to the market's loss. Once your principal and growth are applied to your annuity's contract value, it's locked in. It's credited to your account. They can't take it away from you. That's the safety of a fixed indexed annuity and the power of the guarantee in that contract. Fixed index annuities offer principal protection, guaranteed income, and the opportunity to benefit from market gains with no downside risk. It's almost crazy to even say these words out loud, that this is even a thing in the financial universe, but it's true. I, I've seen it. I've got these. Almost all of the fixed index annuities out there give you the ability to access some of your contract value even before you take income. So there's no other financial product that combines all this. So you can see how a fixed indexed annuity can make a lot of sense for people who have these specific goals. You know, the goal of income and retirement, the goal of, you know, protecting money from market losses and, and more. Remember, your money in a fixed indexed annuity is never directly invested in the market. The insurance company only uses the stock market or the index to calculate your interest. I've kind of talked about this like, uh, hey, I could look up the heat index in Phoenix today. I can look that up on Google or weather app or whatever, but I'm not actually in Phoenix. I'm not going to feel the heat of the heat index of Phoenix just by looking it up. I'm watching from the safety of my wonderful Midwestern town, you know, as I'm, as I'm reading about the, the heat index in Phoenix. The same is true with your annuity. You might watch this S&P 500 to see what the index is doing, but you're not actually in the market. And that's the difference with a fixed indexed annuity. Uh, so this episode is going to get pretty tactical here. So get your pen and paper ready. I've gone through my three questions to ask yourself. Uh, when choosing an annuity, remember those three questions again, how will you fund it? How do you want it to grow? And when do you want the money? So now that we've gone over those three questions, let's talk about how you can get eight ways, surprising ways to prosper from annuities. So again, stay to the end. There's going to be a bonus way where you can even combine your bank on yourself type whole life insurance and annuities to produce an even higher income than you could alone. So your fixed indexed annuity can do more than just retirement income. Uh, these insurance contracts can also help you give to charity. It can help you leave money to your heirs. It can, it can help you delay taking social security. 
So depending on how we set these up, annuities can be used to pay for long-term care. It can simplify estate planning. It can help retirees manage their money better. Some fixed annuities are really designed for a specific purpose, such as donating to charity, while others can be used to reduce required minimum distributions from a traditional retirement savings account. Let's get into each of these. I'm going to start with number one. Okay, so the number one surprising way to prosper from annuities is use the bucket strategy for your annuities. And because the payments from a fixed annuity do not fluctuate with the stock market, retirees who have them always know how much money they're going to get and how much money then they can live on from that annuity. That's particularly important in the early years when many retirees would love to go out and play on the golf course every single afternoon. But to stay on budget, you could divide your money across multiple annuity contracts and do something called the bucket strategy. And this allows to access and allocate funds for short-term, intermediate, and long-term expenses. So for example, if you've just retired, one of your annuity contracts could, could be set up to start payments immediately. Maybe we use a SPIA, a single premium immediate annuity, and that kicks on some income right away. Another one might be a deferred income annuity that we kick on in five years, maybe when your spouse plans to retire. And that gives you another boost of income five years from now. You might even have a third annuity that kicks on in 10 years when you expect some higher health bills or maybe inflation is coming out of control. So we just create these little ladders or, or buckets of, of income. Uh, you'd receive some money for your current needs now while you defer annuities to help grow and continue to build income for future and higher income later on. So the number two surprising way to prosper from annuities is to try a bond market hedge. Lifetime payments on annuities are not your only option. You can structure annuity payments for a specific number of years. And this opens up lots of creative strategies, particularly with investing. You know, as short-term investments, annuities are actually a pretty good alternative to bonds, certificates of deposit, or other fixed income assets like treasury bonds and more. Uh, bank accounts, CDs, guys, you know that they're paying nothing these days. Although bonds may pay a little more than a savings account, they're going to carry more risk than certainly a savings account will. And when interest rates rise and fall, remember bonds fall when interest rates rise. And I recently asked a client who was invested in 20-year bonds. I asked him, I said, do you think rates might go up sometime in the next 20 years? It was mainly a rhetorical question. He said, yes, of course, of course they'll go up. But Realize, guys, when rates go up, bonds in that guy's portfolio are going to get hammered. When interest rates rise, someone holding long-term bonds can either keep the bonds that they pay at a below market rate, or they'll have to sell that bond at a loss to buy the new ones that are paying some more interest. Fixed annuities are a better deal. They pay significantly more than a bank or CD will pay in terms of yield, but they don't have the bond interest rate risk. I'll say that again. Annuities pay a lot more than banks or CDs are paying right now, but they don't have bond interest rate risk. If rates rise, you'll continue earning the same income you'll get, and you'll get your deposit back by the end of the contract. For a bond market hedge, you could set up a fixed immediate annuity to pay out over two or three or five years. That way, if rates do rise, you'll have your money back to take advantage of that higher interest rate. Number three, surprising way to prosper from annuities transfer wealth to your heirs. Guys, it's hard to believe, but an annuity can let you transfer your wealth to other people. 
a lot of people hear the word annuity and they think, well, that's going to be my own income and that's it. And then the annuity company keeps all my cash. That's the myth. We busted that in the previous episode 211. Go back and listen to that if you'd like to hear more. But remember, you can use an annuity to transfer wealth to your heirs. There are a few ways to do this. An annuity with a death benefit directs the remaining value of your contract to a beneficiary in a lump sum, or you can send it to them in a series of payments. You could also get a joint life annuity policy. Most people might do this with their spouse, you know, where you get a joint life annuity uh, for the income to last as long as you or your spouse do. Technically, you could choose anybody, including your child or even your grandchild. The payments would come to you first and then would continue to be paid to your survivor, whoever that might be. Keep in mind that any of these inheritance strategies will reduce the monthly income that the annuity might pay you. For example, we had a client recently, she's 75 years old. Uh, she was looking at buying a fixed indexed annuity. And we looked at it, she had about $300,000. And if she was going to receive that income by herself, she'd receive about $1,960 per month. That would be the payments that would be paid to her only on her own life. However, uh, if she set up $300,000 life annuity payments for 20 years, she'd get $1,538. That'd be 20 years, whether she's alive or gone, uh, she'd be getting that she or her surviving beneficiary would receive $1,538 for 20 years. A joint life contract uh, with her 50-year-old son would pay $1,142 for as long as she's alive and even as long as her 50-year-old son is alive. So this is a great way to take your kids or grandkids' inheritance and spread it out over the rest of their lifetime. Talk about a way to always be there at Christmas and Thanksgiving and and all the birthdays to continue to pay them a paycheck for as long as your kids or grandkids live. What a cool way to transfer wealth to your heirs. Now, annuities offer two other advantages for transferring wealth. Uh, one is that you, you can rein in a spendthrift heir. You know, a mother who might be worried about her adult child spending can set up an annuity death benefit to be paid to her child over time, maybe like 10 years or a lifetime of payments rather than just a giant lump sum all at once. Now, the other advantage is that it spreads out the tax impact of the inheritance to your heirs who would only pay income tax on the annuity payments when they receive them. So this would really give uh, the gift of uh, leaving more to your kiddos rather than to the uncle, if you know what I mean, Uncle Sam, that is. Now, although the annuity bypasses probate, uh, it is still part of the estate and could be subject to estate taxes. So the number four way, surprising way to prosper from annuities is to delay taking Social Security benefits. Now, if you haven't started taking Social Security, we suggest typically looking into buying a fixed annuity to cover your bills so that you can delay claiming Social Security benefits. Although you can obviously start collecting Social Security at age 62, the monthly amount of Social Security benefits increases every year you wait to take that Social Security benefit until you reach age 70. And that's when, of course, it makes no mathematical sense to keep waiting. You'd, I'd suggest anybody who is 70 years old or older immediately start taking Social Security at that point. So the difference, guys, can be significant. Uh, in the example with Social Security, for example, a $708 per month benefit for someone who starts taking their Social Security at age 62. Okay, so at age 62, you get 708 bucks a month. If you wait till age 67, that's 1,013 bucks a month. 
And at age 70, that even grows further to $1,253. You almost doubled, not quite, but you almost doubled your Social Security benefit just by waiting until age 70. So those higher Social Security benefits would last your entire life and even continue for a lower earning surviving spouse. You could potentially swap a smaller benefit for your larger one after you, you've passed away. Now, there are drawbacks to using your annuity to delay Social Security. For example, if you die early in retirement, there's no bucket of Social Security funds that they're going to give to your, your survivors, except maybe a spouse. Uh, the strategy is really going to be best for people who are in good health and who want a more reliable income. Okay, number five surprising way to prosper from annuities is you can use annuities to buy coverage for long-term care. Now, to help cover long-term care expenses, you might consider buying an annuity with a long-term care writer. A portion of these funds in the annuity would be set aside for your care uh, with your heirs getting any of the unspent money. That's really important for me to say that again. If you have a traditional long-term care insurance policy, and let's say you pass away peacefully in your sleep and don't need long-term care, the insurance company would keep all of your cash. However, with an annuity that might have a long-term care rider or other similar income multiplier, the unspent money would be left to your family, left to your heirs. Under the Pension Protection Act, the long-term care payments are tax-free if it's a long-term care rider. This includes any investment gains from the annuity itself. Another advantage is that the underwriting for annuities with long-term care coverage is non-existent or at least easier to do. So I've had a lot of people who've come to me looking for bank on yourself policies. They love the idea of life insurance. They love the idea of even leaving a death benefit to their family. But it turns out for one reason or another, their health did not allow them to be approved for life insurance. Well, guess what? Annuities do not require any medical exams or have any kind of health history required. So a lot of clients who have parents that are getting older, oftentimes will set up an annuity for that parent to help take care of their long-term care concerns. It's a, a way for the annuity to pay for long-term care. Number six, surprising way to prosper from annuities is to give more money to charity. If you want to leave a large donation to charity while generating some retirement income for yourself, a charitable gift annuity lets you do both. Instead of writing a check to the charity, a donor who wants to give, let's say, $250,000 to a charity, adjust your numbers for yourself there, guys, go down or up there, but a donor who wants to give $250,000 to a charity could buy a charitable gift annuity with that money instead. The annuity pays a lifetime of payments to the donor and one other beneficiary, for example, a spouse, with the money going to the donor first. The donor also gets a partial deduction for the $250,000 contribution in the year the annuity was set up. Only a portion is deductible because the IRS considers some of that to be a you know, receipt of money. You know, you're going to get some income off this thing. So you'll get a partial deduction on that $250,000. The annuity provider would calculate that for you based on your age and your spouse's age. Uh, after that donor uh, and the beneficiary, like the spouse passes away, the charity would re receive the remaining annuity value. But remember the tax deduction was made way back when the donor uh, set up this annuity. So not only does the donor and his spouse get a lifetime of income, they got an immediate tax deduction and they get to give to their favorite charity when they pass away. What a great strategy to not only prosper in your life, but also in your passing. 
A client might also do this when they have a larger taxable year than normal. Maybe your business was just bought out or you sold a rental property. A charitable gift annuity can help balance out some of these large tax hits. Some people use this strategy to give to charity and minimize their estate taxes because the money they use to, to set up that charitable gift annuity is not going to be part of their taxable estate. Realize though, on the other side, that the money is gone when you put that contract into place. It's irreversible. You will still, of course, get the income for the rest of your life, but you can't get that $250,000 back. So you're not going to see this with smaller, like five or $10,000 donations. This is going to be at least five or six figure donations when you're setting up a charitable gift annuity. Okay, moving on. The number seven surprising way to prosper from annuities is that it can allow you to reduce your RMDs. Now you can still take your RMDs. In fact, you must take required minimum distributions or RMDs. And that amount is going to be based on the account's total value, annuity included. You can usually meet this obligation by collecting fixed annuity payments. Okay, so the uh, obligation of paying your required minimum distributions and paying your taxes to the government can be met through a fixed annuity payment. Now, if you need to take out more than the scheduled annuity payment, let's say to satisfy your required minimum distributions, some insurers will waive any surrender charges for tapping that cash early. But if you're concerned about RMDs forcing you to make taxable withdrawals that you don't need, you could transfer part of your retirement account balance into a qualified life annuity contract. That's called a QLAC, Qualified Life Annuity Contract. The amount that you transfer to this specific QLAC no longer counts for required minimum distributions. Now, that's really kind of cool. A lot of retiree clients that I work with are just bothered that they're forced to take money out of their IRAs, 401ks. They don't need the cash. They don't want to pay the taxes on the cash. Well, they can move that money. A certain chunk of that money can be moved into a qualified life annuity contract. And that'll allow you to avoid and delay required minimum distributions until you are, wait for it, 85 years old. It's the only way I'm aware of to delay required minimum distributions until age 85. Using retirement funds to buy an annuity has some other advantages too, but, but you know, keeping it inside your IRA, you do not have to make a taxable withdrawal to buy this annuity. So you're allowed to continue to defer your taxable gains until you start receiving income from the annuity. Number eight way to prosper from annuities is you can use annuities to beat CDs at their own game. I've said before that if folks knew about multi-year guarantee annuities, they'd never own a CD again. So what is a MIGA or multi-year guarantee annuity? All these acronyms, right? I should do a pop quiz with some of this. So a multi-year guarantee annuity or MIGA offers a predetermined and contractually guaranteed interest rate for a fixed period of time. A multi-year guarantee annuity or MIGA is just one way to create an additional savings bucket for retirement. It can help you supplement social security benefits or other tax-advantaged investment accounts. A MIGA is a fixed annuity, okay? And as it suggests, it's a fixed annuity over a certain period of time. It's a multi-year guarantee annuity. And there's a specific guarantee. Maybe it's one-year guarantee. Maybe it's 10-year guarantee. The multi-year guarantee annuity are often mentioned in the same breath as CDs, certificates of deposit, because they really function in similar ways. You know, a CD requires you to stash away money for a specific period of time. Once the CD reaches the maturity date, you have the option to renew it at a new current interest rate, 
or you can withdraw your CD cash along with the interest you earned. Similarly, you may be able to renew a MIGA at the end of the contract. If you do, the interest rate may vary from when you originally signed up for the MIGA. Uh, as with CDs, you're going to be offered whatever the current rate is at the time of renewal, which could be lower or higher than when you were earning something in the previous contract. If you chose not to renew your MIGA with the new contract, you could instead withdraw the money out. The annuity company may pay you with interest, right? Your annuity company may allow a penalty-free window also to take the cash out of the MIGA without any kind of penalties, and there'd be no surrender charges or fees. Now, that said, there are some differences between MIGAs and CDs. A MIGA is a contract with an insurance company while a CD is issued by a bank. A MIGA may allow for partial withdrawals. CDs typically impose early withdrawal penalties for taking the money out too soon. A MIGA may offer way more competitive interest rates, usually double or even triple the interest rates that I see on most CDs these days. So compared to CDs, annuities growth is tax deferred. Whereas with a CD, you're going to have to pay annual taxes on the interest that the CD is earning for you. That's huge. Think about that. Let's say the CD is earning 1%, but you're being taxed on that 1% every year. Depending on your tax rate, you might only actually earn an effective rate of you know, half a percent or, or 0.7%. Meanwhile, the MIGA is tax deferred. There's no taxes due every year while you're waiting for it to grow. So maybe it's grown at two and a half percent, for example, but it's no taxes due on that money while it's earning. Now, the ability to take partial withdrawals is a big deal, guys. If you need some money to cover a large medical bill, you could pull it out of your MIGA, which might be a preferable option to getting it from your IRA or 401k. Now, again, I don't suggest you, you use your MIGA like a piggy bank. Again, bank on yourself designed whole life insurance might be a better liquid strategy there. So those are our eight ways, surprising ways to prosper from annuities. I did promise a bonus strategy. And I want us to just imagine what it is that annuities allow you to do. Remember, annuities are there to generate a massive amount of income off of a lump sum of cash. Now, remember, oftentimes you can fund an annuity with monthly amounts or recurring contributions, but they can easily be funded with a single lump sum. Now, on 200 plus episodes of our podcast, I want you to think about where could you possibly, from all the research that you've heard on this show, where could you possibly come up with a large lump sum of cash? That's right. Your bank on yourself designed whole life insurance policy. And that's exactly what some clients are beginning to do now. They are now taking lump sums of cash from their policy as a policy loan uh, and smartly putting that money into an annuity. Now, what that obviously does is it creates a lump sum ready to go, generating and earning an, an index credit on that fixed indexed annuity, for example, and it's deferring that income for a future date. And remember that bank on yourself designed whole life insurance, if it's truly a bank on yourself type whole life policy, will continue to grow and earn interest as if that loan was never taken out. In other words, as long as the client repays the loan to the policy they took out, which could be done in one year or 10 years or 30 years, you know, you pick and choose based, your mileage may vary there. But as long as you've repaid that loan over your lifetime, that's that stream of income off the life insurance is still ready to go alongside this brand new annuity stream of income. You just created two streams of income with one lump sum source of cash, the policy. So let's put some numbers to this. Let's say that there's someone who's 
uh, putting money into a, a bank on yourself design policy. And let's say that they've accumulated a sizable chunk of cash, let's say 250,000 bucks. And they borrow against that life insurance to fund a annuity, a fixed indexed annuity. And let's fast forward about say, oh, you know, 25 years or so. And now this person's ready to start taking an income based on the historical index crediting period, that income from a $250,000 lump sum annuity contribution, it starts as an income of $140,000 a year with the opportunity to get pay raises into the future. Now, don't forget that policy itself continues to grow and earn and accumulate. And that $250,000 would grow for this client to $800,000 by the time 25 years have passed. And as long as that loan was paid off at some point over a 25-year period, hopefully you could do that, uh, with, even with modest income, you should be able to take $45,000 a year from the dividend-paying whole life insurance policy right alongside the $140,000 coming from the annuity. That's $185,000 a year from one lump sum of 250,000 bucks. Now remember, you do have to repay the loan. That's a key piece to this strategy, but I cannot find anything else in the financial universe that maximizes and, and increases the income. In fact, it might be the most effective way to generate an income that I have ever seen from any financial strategy. So guys, that's it. I'd love to know your feedback on one, two, or all of these surprising ways to prosper from annuities. Come to our networking site are, are not your average financial community to tell me what you thought of this episode. Give me your feedback or other surprising ways you possibly have prospered from annuities. You can do that by going to notyouraverage.mn.co. That's notyouraverage.mn.co. Hop on our community site. Tell me what you think. And thank you for joining me for this week's episode of Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think and live differently with your money, your income, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.